Hey guys, how's it going? It's Chris Damianakos, and this is another episode of Creatively Speaking, where we give you all the information in regards to creative business, how it might enlighten you to maybe create a new startup, maybe consider something as a hobby that might lead into a startup. Hopefully it is informative as well as entertaining, and as we always say, always have a notebook nearby because I might throw something out at you that I think to encourage you to maybe look into something that might lead into a new startup, uh, an extension of your business, or a hobby that might lead, lead into a business. So you never know. But what I want to talk about today about is uh, escape rooms. And escape rooms have been, I'm not going to say a fad because the fad aspect is gone. What it is, it is a lucrative business uh, that has been uh, around now for the past several years. And one question, hence the title, are escape rooms profitable? Well, the answer to that question is pretty much yes, depending on how you approach it. First of all, a real quick backstory on, on escape rooms. Obviously, it's in the gaming industry. It started, I believe, in Asia. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on that, but that has spread all around the globe. Um, there are escape rooms in your town for sure or in your city, uh, each one having its own theme. So the concept is there. But the factor of it is, thematically, it is different. So with that being said, um, what is an escape room? Well, an escape room is pretty much a one-hour game experience where yourself and your friends or colleagues or whatever the case might be, could be for a birthday or a team-building event or a wedding party or just you know something to do on a Saturday night, um, you walk into a room. Uh, it's a little bit more of a puzzle, if, if anything, and you are given a couple of instructions uh, or, you know, uh, like I mentioned, clues in order to find a key to open up a door that will lead you into another room and then so on and so forth. So you're going from room to room to room, each room having its own type of puzzle. And eventually what you want to do is kind of beat the clock and escape the room. Now, there have been so many different variations of this. Uh, some of it is in a, you know, thematically in a horror sense. Some of it is in the form of an obstacle type of course type of scenario that I've seen, uh, which is a company called Boderborg uh, out here in Massachusetts, which is a phenomenal business. Uh, so big shout out to Boderborg in Malden. Um, but uh, there are kid version of escape rooms. There's adult version of escape rooms. There are things that, um, you know, is an escape room business that once you leave it, uh, once you escape the room, then there's like a lounge. So everyone has taken their own shot at an escape room and have been really detailed with it or somewhat lazy on it. Now, Let's just talk about what I just mentioned. Lazy about it or detailed about it? Lazy. Profitable? Mm, maybe not. Could be. Could be profitable for the first month or two. Um, detailed? Those are the ones that I think personally are profitable. First and foremost, like in any type of brick and mortar store, even though you know escape room is not a brick and mortar store, it does follow that because it has to be a physical establishment. The factor of that is... It's location, location, location. If you are in a centralized location in a city or a downtown area of a town or whatever the case might be, as long as it is visible um, and attractive to the eye. Because keep in mind, when you're driving down, let's say, a downtown area, your eyes, if you know it or not, swivel left and right 
as opposed to paying attention to the road. So you want it to be a, something visible. Colors are a massive role uh, in regards to the signage. So you know, reds, greens, those types of colors always play a massive role in that regard. So first of all, the exterior of the place must look pretty uh, appealing for you to want to stop. Um, the detail uh, of the escape room. Now, when you walk into an escape room establishment, they have like maybe three different rooms to choose from, each one containing you know, a, a different type of theme. One could be like a, a mummy theme or the other one could be a tropical theme or another one could be a, a vampire theme. I mean, I've seen so many versions of this. Um, so basically what you want to you know, uh, do is dress up that room. I mean, really, if anything, if, you're, if you have the talents of an interior designer, awesome. If not, hire one because you want each room to look really, really cool because as far as first impressions are concerned, that plays a big role. Like you want to walk into these escape rooms and say, listen, I just did an escape room. It felt like I was in a, you know, in a live version of a game of Clue. I mean, you really wanted to make it look really attractive because it brings word of mouth. And by having word of mouth, then it just carries on. Now, if you make it lazy and it looks lazy, uh, then, you know, and you can, I'll put it to you this way. If you can finish an escape room, a 60-minute escape room within 30 minutes, then it's a lazy escape room. You want to make it somewhat difficult, um, but not that difficult. You know what I mean? So I guess, you know, on skill level, I would probably put like medium. Hey, you know what? Maybe if you want to do three different rooms, three different themes, do it kind of like an easy, medium, and expert type of thing, kind of like in a video game type of aspect. So that way that there's, a, um, there's an escape room for everybody. You know what I mean? So um, even down to you know, young kids or what have you. So be creative. Take your time with it. There's an escape room that I saw uh, just recently. I believe they go by the name of Skeleton Key. From the moment you walk in the front door of this establishment, you're ultimately impressed. I mean, you haven't even started the escape room yet. The entrance of the place looks like you've walked into some sort of movie. You know, uh, right, you know, right when you walk in, it's kind of loungy. There's your individual that's selling you the tickets, and then eventually you start your, um, your escape room experience. So be creative in that regard. Now let's get back to the profits of it all. Okay, so the key thing about how to be profitable is first of all, word of mouth and all that type of stuff. But you want it to be a scenario where um, the costs or your expenditures for the room or the rooms is uh, kind of mid-level. Don't buy cheap stuff. You know, buy mid-level type of stuff. Uh, go to yard sales, go to flea markets, really kind of look uh, at some uh, stuff there that might trigger off some sort of theme. Dress it up, you know, maybe reupholsterize some things um, because you're going to find it at scale for sure. Um, do your research on escape rooms. 
don't be afraid to go to a, a couple of escape rooms. Um, really kind of get a feel of what they're doing. Don't, don't open up an escape room, guys, and never do an escape room. That's crazy. That's completely insane. What you want to do is really do quite a few of them and see and kind of pinpoint what you liked out of certain ones and what you didn't like on other ones. Do not copy the escape room. I mean, come on, be a little bit original. The factor of it is what you want to do is take certain elements and your likes and your dislikes and make it your own. Take your time with it. You know, if you have a, a creative individual that um, that likes certain things, uh, kind of like films or whatever, uh, definitely uh, see if you guys can come up with a storyline or something thematically. So that way the story kind of embeds into the factor of the room. Um, look at some old um, film noir. Maltese Falcon, uh, things of that nature that throw like, you know, mystery movies, old school mystery movies, not today's mystery movies, really get inspired by that type of stuff and kind of melt it all together. The factor of it is you also have to get some tech because these rooms are monitored by an individual that will be working for you or if you're the one that's monitoring monitoring them um so that way you can see that there's nothing you know funny businesses going on into these rooms like in regards to any kind of vandalism or anything like that these people are instructed and told prior to the escape room experience that they are not to touch certain items um so that way there is no vandalization vandal vandalization if that's even a word um and, uh, you know, what is, you know, just make sure that what can be moved or what have you, you know, is that. Um, so this, it's going to cost you a little bit on the tech. Don't be afraid to go onto Amazon, buy some used tech if you want to start off. And then if, if the business grows and the income comes in, then buy yourself some new stuff. You know, work at scale. That's the key thing about that. The factor of the other thing is, is that if someone, you know, Pay attention to what your competitors are charging. So if everyone's charging, let's say, $35 a ticket to go in for this escape room or whatever it might be, then you charge $30 a ticket. People will go a little bit to the cheaper uh, escape room or event, but it better be well worth it. You know, I mean, the old saying goes, you know, you buy what you pay for, you get what you pay for. Well, you don't want it. You want it to be like that was a deal and it was a crazy experience. Those two things melt together so well that the word of mouth is unbelievable. It becomes a juggernaut. So that's a couple of things to keep in mind. So keep your prices uh, reasonable, competitive, but let the flavor of your product be like something that they've never seen. So that's where your creative you know, aspect comes in uh, on that. Don't be lazy. I keep on saying that. Don't be lazy about it. Don't go for the quick profit. You'll be out of business within the first three or four months. The other thing that you want to do on an escape room type of scenario is once somebody is completed, because I will tell you, this is the number one complaint I see from customers, I'm, and I'm not even in the escape room business, uh, from customers when I read reviews on these places is one thing. That after the you know a group of people have played it, the rooms were not reset. That's insanity. Imagine you, you know yourself, and I don't know four of your friends 
are doing an escape room and it's you know all four of you it's whatever you know 150 or 60 bucks okay and the room has not been reset so in essence the game is not playable what does that translate to and we'll talk about that in another podcast a bad review a bad review you don't want that so make sure that the moment that you've awarded somebody something, you know, as far as the completion of their game, that client leaves happy, hopefully. And then the next thing that you should do is if you do see, um, you know, another group waiting to play, just say for one second, or as you're presenting, you have somebody else in those rooms resetting the room. If not, just kindly ask them, guys, can you give us about five, 10 minutes? Because we just need to reset the room. They're not going to say no to you. They're going to respect that that you're taking that added moment to make sure that they're going to have the ultimate experience. The other thing I'm going to mention as far as the end game. Now, I see this at every escape room, which is something I personally don't like. At the end of the escape room, they take a big group shot of your friends, family, whoever, you know, play the game with you. You might even be playing with strangers. The factor of it is, is that you're holding like a sign, like, you know, I'm with him, you know, treasure hunter. You're, you're all just holding some sort of like, you know, signs with different types of sayings, like, you know, superhero, it's, you know, whatever. That's all fun and dandy. You got to give them something else. I don't know what to tell you. You know, give them something else. Give them something that they're going to take home with. Because in a branding aspect of it, it keeps that in, you know it keeps your business in memory, right? And uh, and they got something. Everybody likes to get something at the end. Because I will tell you one thing: when I first started Cash Hunt many, 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 many moons ago, the first thing that uh, the winning team asked me, "What do we get?" And at that time. We were in our complete infant stages. I was like, uh, just bragging rights. You know, and you get all the photographs from the event. It, it was accepted. Who was more, you know, kind of like, eh, about it? Me. I'm like, we got to give them something. So it kind of translated into T-shirts and then Frisbees and uh, backpacks. And then now, for years now, it's been these customized medals seasonal medals that actually we're noting noticing our repeat customers are coming back and you know uh holding on to the previous medals and you know if they're lucky enough to win another one they 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 collect them which is crazy which i personally love but you got to give them something give them a t-shirt you know go find a a printing press you know shop around give them a t-shirt give them something let them walk away with something in an escape room there is no winner or loser so they all win you know what I mean? So you got to keep in mind on that. So keep your costs low on that, but make the product, or if you want to spend an extra couple of bucks, make the product look really, you know, appealing. You know, so that's a really, you know, a key thing. Give them something because I will tell you, if you've done escape rooms out there or you have not, um, you will notice that is usually the end result. You escaped the room. Now you're holding signs and taking group shot. Whoopie ding dong. And it's going to be on social media. Wow. It doesn't seem too gratifying at the end. So the other thing I want to mention is um, 
take into consideration, you can hear this on a previous podcast, social media. Um, really attack that as far as, you know, really promote it. Change your themes from time to time. Like every six months, change your theme. Maybe kind of consider it a little bit more seasonal on certain things. You know, maybe in like during the holidays, you take one room that was, I don't know, more uh, Halloween themed and I don't know, make it into a holiday theme. You know, be creative in that regard. Um, but with the social media type of thing, you know, definitely try to promote uh, the escape room. Make it new constantly on the on the posts. Uh, definitely take the liberty of using right now because it's at ridiculous scale. Facebook ads. Uh, pinpoint the locations. Pinpoint the demographic. Again, you'll know your demographic uh, probably within you know whatever the first month or two of business. Definitely take advantage of that. Maybe kind of trickle into Google AdWords. Um, but research, research. Make a kick-ass uh, website too. Informative website. Not just videos and you know sound clips. Uh, make the content. Actually make the content like as if you were in that escape room. If you know what I'm talking about. That's my creative peeps out there. Um, kind of make it a real cool uh, additional branch of the tree which is the escape room uh into your website so that's another thing to keep in mind so kind of going back to the initial key thing if escape rooms are profitable i'm telling you guys they are but if done right because if you don't do it right then you're going to look like the other 10 escape rooms that's going on you got to stick out like a sore thumb in a positive sense by sticking out it's going to be more attractive um, give them a great, like, let's just do those quick bullet points. Keep prices reasonable. Study the competition. Go to the competitors. Do the game. Maybe have to do it for maybe a month, two months, whatever. Spend some money on that. Spend some money on that, guys. Study it. Take some notes. If you've got a business power, a partner, excuse me, go to them. Then uh, have a cup of coffee. Take a notebook out. Notebooks, guys. Uh, pros and cons of that place then do another escape room the following week pros and cons on that one and maybe a third one maybe a fourth one and then look at all the pros and cons of the let's say the four top uh escape rooms and see if they match up on the pros and cons and then embed it into your own go into like i said be creative if you're not creative find a creative individual go to those flea markets go to those yard sales look at some things that might be pretty cool You'll know when you go when you do the escape rooms. You're gonna know what is high quality and what's low quality. You'll know that from the from the tip top, and then at that point when you go to yard sales, you'll be inspired on what to choose and what not to choose. And then in regards to uh, the last things I was saying, give them something of value. They want to go home with something, guys, and promote it well, and to definitely take advantage of Facebook ads. Um, because again, Facebook ads also, um, trickle that way. If you put a post, there is that, you know, when you create your, uh, Facebook fan page, make sure when you do a post, you boost it a dollar a day, seven days, seven bucks. You can promote and boost your post, which is amazing. And you can hit down the demographic, uh, age wise, male, female, both locations. You can do a lot. But make sure the content is going to be attractive. And again, keep in mind, 
that boost post is going to go onto Instagram. Remember, Facebook and Instagram are the same thing. So think about how much you're going to reach. So guys, that's pretty much it. Thank you once again for listening to another episode of Creatively Speaking. This is Chris Damianakos. Definitely do that stuff. That stuff is really intriguing. The gaming industry, I can't even begin to tell you. I love it. I'm loving the growth of this gaming industry. And hey, doesn't sometimes, if you have another idea for a game, doesn't always have to be an escape room or a scavenger hunt or whatever. Create your own. Be your own individual. And trust me, if it's creative enough, and uh, it's you know one of a kind. Trust me, you'll have people come and play your game. And of course, please support this podcast. Thank you so much, guys, for listening. It's Chris. I'll talk to you soon. Take care.